Hey guys, Courtney Alsmith here, and I'm online with my friend Carrie, who's a writer and who is super amazing at being vulnerable, which I personally suck at, but really want to work on and improve. Um, and vulnerability is not only a hot topic, but definitely something we can all get better at, no matter where we are on the spectrum. And talking about it helps to normalize it and make it a little bit easier. So, say hi, Carrie. Hi, guys. <laughs> um... Yeah, so actually yesterday we were chatting, um, and she's a beautiful model-esque human being who was sculpted from, I don't even know, the Greek gods. She's not Greek, but, like, she's goddess-like is what I'm getting at. Like, tall, lean. Like, she almost looks like a gazelle, maybe. And she was trying to tell me she had back fat. (laughs) I was like, we can't be friends anymore, but it's been a good run. Um, this is over now. Please lose my number. (laughs) Um, and then I was talking about my back fat and she actually inspired me to share my back fat with everyone on the internet. And so just about 30 minutes ago, I posted a a bunch of series on my story on Instagram, um, at Courtney L. Smith. And it was video, it was audio, it was stills, it was boomerang. And I just really like emphasize the back fat, the tummy rolls, all those gross parts that you usually like suck in and arch your back to avoid. I showed it to the world to try to be a little more real. Not that I'm not real, but who likes to show their worst angle? We all know Instagram's about your highlight reel and about your best angles. So yeah, that's that inspiration came from Carrie. I want to do a lot more of that. So I thought I'd have her on the show because I personally need help being more vulnerable. So Carrie, my amazing writer friend, Help me. Help the people. How are you able to just be so vulnerable all the time? Like, what's your your angle? I think for me, it came from a place of my main goal always when I'm talking to other people in any format, texting, doesn't matter what it is, is I want to make other people laugh. Like, that's always been my goal is to reach people through humor. And one of the ways that I found into being a funny person, which I hope I am, was um, making fun of myself. So a lot of self-deprecating humor is where I actually found that all of my vulnerability lies. And I think it makes you more relatable as a person when you're able to show, especially in like a funny way, what's actually not so great about you. So for me, it was always just trying to make other people laugh and trying to make them more comfortable around me and be more connected to me. And that's how I get close to people like right away when I meet them. Like my first impression, I think is always trying to make other people laugh and feel more comfortable. And for me, a lot of that is being vulnerable myself and cracking myself open so that they feel safe to do the same thing. Uh, Well, it worked because (laughs) I have told you my whole life story. Like, there's nothing left on the table. Like, Carrie knows everything about me (laughs) because she's, like, mastered this vulnerability thing and it just makes me want to open up too. And you're, like, exactly as you described it is exactly, like, understood, completely understood. So what would your advice be for someone who – is more so on the, like, hardcore type A perfectionist, loves to, like, strategize and think, like, 10 steps ahead and really just plan and put their best foot forward and it's always on. Like, how someone like that, like, vulnerability, I I am a person like that. Vulnerability Uh does not come naturally to me. I have to make effort to be vulnerable and more, more real. Not that my, not that my kind of um, planned self is not real, but it's just uh, really, really planned. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think that it's a version of yourself. And I think that that version of yourself is still you. 
but there are lots of versions of yourself and I'm just the type of person who kind of blends them all. Like I don't have like a professional and a personal life. Like I just have a personal life that gets pushed out into the professional world and people are like, please stop. And I'm like, no, here's some more information that you did not ask for, but now you have. And I'm actually going to talk about Pitch Perfect for like one second. Okay. Um, if you remember in Pitch Perfect, Rebel Wilson, who's the actress who plays Fat Amy, and she calls herself Fat Amy right at the beginning. And all of these girls that she's talking to are like, why would you call yourself Fat Amy? And she was like, so skinny bitches like you don't do it behind my back. Ooh. And I just want to say there's something about knowing yourself and putting yourself first almost that takes the power away from other people. So when I'm comfortable doing something, saying something, sharing something that maybe for someone who is more type A, they would want to keep concealed that part of themselves. I'm very upfront with that part of myself so that almost in a way it can't be used against me. It can't be used to make me feel bad because it's true. I already know it. I said it myself. It's, it's right there at the forefront. Like you're not going to trap me. You're not going to trick me. You can't get me. Like I already knew that. Like, <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So that is something that I think I really worked on as a person because we all, like, it's not to say that I'm, like, some sort of a super vulnerable, impenetrable person. I'm not. Like, I don't like to leave the house without cover-up makeup on a zit when I have it. Like, I yeah. get embarrassed, and I yeah. don't want to leave the house when yeah. I have one. And I've had times in my life where I've been, like, much more uncomfortable with the way that I am and the way that I look. And it's taken a long time to get even halfway to normal. Like, I wouldn't even say... That I'm done like I wouldn't say that I'm some sort of a like pom-pom cartwheel princess who's like you can't touch me but that's not true <laughs> as my parents like to say I can dish it out but I cannot take it so somebody <laughs> will say something to me and it will break me down to my core but the trick is for me I don't know why I would hide that yeah I don't know what the point is of like hiding a vulnerable side of me away yeah but the flip side of that is that I'm very sensitive, so I'm very vulnerable, I'm very open, and also I cry a lot, like more than regular people I do, do too. in more public arenas. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Same. a give and take, it's like yeah. you can know me for a couple months and you're like, that's way too many times that I've seen her cry considering <laughs> I don't know her that well, but I feel good. Yeah. So if you feel scared because I'm crying so much, sorry, because I feel good about being such an open person and I don't have I'm not a celebrity I don't have any secrets there's nothing I need really to hide yeah and what I love most about what you just said is that like you still are embarrassed and you still have moments and periods of time where you're like ugh, and it's icky but you do it anyways so what's your advice for someone who you know has any insecurity or doesn't want to be vulnerable or doesn't want to you know let their unpolished version of themselves be presented ever and really suppresses that how can you kind of just like lean into the embarrassment and be like you know what this is super humiliating and I'm gonna do it anyways like <laughs> my number one advice would be relax and it's really hard mm. because we take ourselves so seriously and we're the stars of our own movies of our yeah. own lives like we are the star but the thing is nobody's paying attention <laughs> nobody's yeah. paying attention like you walk out there and you're like this bathing suit doesn't look that great on me yeah. guess what nobody's looking at you somebody did maybe for like one minute they've already moved past you 
it's over. Like, what I always say to people, like, I've had bad skin in the past, and I went on, like, a special birth control because I really wanted the bad skin to go away because I found it so debilitating, and I couldn't mm-hmm. leave the house without being, like, so ashamed of what I looked like. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I get it. I'm not out here being like, whatever, bring on the zits. Like, I'm popping that birth control like Tic Tacs, and I'm hoping <laughs> that it never comes back. Like, I'm, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But what I always say to myself and to other people is that, like, it's all temporary. Yeah. Like, you have a horrible zit. And it's so ugly and you hate it. It's the size of a mountain. And you want to throw yourself off a cliff. But the thing is, nobody's looking. Somebody yes. saw it. They already recognized it. They said, oh, that's it. And then they moved on and they didn't see it again for the rest of the day. Like, people aren't fixated on us the way we are. Yeah. Like, when's the last time you saw one of your friends and was like, oh, my God, disgusting zit. And then stared at it for the rest of the day. Never. Not once did you no. do that. So no. nobody's doing it to you. You just have to relax. And when you're not perfect all the time doesn't mean you're not perfect some of the time, if that makes sense. That so, does make sense, yeah. yeah. Just because you have days where you don't feel like you are your best self or you look your best self or you're saying the best things or, you know, you're emotionally stable enough, like, tomorrow will be different and tomorrow will be better. And, I mean, this too shall pass, right? Yeah, 100%. No, that's, like, that's such, that's such good advice and it's so relatable because, I mean, even when – have you probably experienced this too? You have friends who may complain about an insecurity. Like they may say, Oh my gosh, my eyebrows. And you're like, They're perfect. Oh my gosh, my, you know, my zit. <laughs> what zit? Oh my gosh, I have a mole on my arm. Like I didn't even notice it until you said mm-hmm. that. Oh my gosh, this like faint scar on my under armpit is like, and I'm like, Do you ever walk around <laughs> with your hands straight up in the air? Like no one's going to see that, Linda. Like you need to calm down. So I do, I do hear what you're saying, and I think it's funny where we have to remember we are our own worst critic. We are constantly mm-hmm. analyzing ourselves for flaws and then obsessing over them. And I do think it's a, it's a mindset shift to think about, okay, every time you think about a flaw, great yes you have a zit now think about five things that are not a flaw five things that are super cool about you whether it's a personality trait or an intelligence trait or a physical trait anything Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter you know because you can kind of have like the balance um because I think it's just super super important to just kind of check yourself Like, like like you were saying like relax like I I totally like I wouldn't have necessarily put in that in that way but that's such a good like just pause and reflect <laughs> and realize like you're being crazy uh-huh. <laughs> like you know what I mean so 100% I love it so another thing I want to ask you how do you feel about like is there is it possible to overshare like what is what is oversharing can you overshare or can you be like too 24 7 vulnerable all the time where you're like wow this is like a heavy conversation I would just ask how your day's going like <laughs> or what do you think I think there is such a thing as oversharing. I do it all the time, constantly. It's how I live my life. And I think that the only real consequence of oversharing is that now that information is out there, like if you overshare, usually it's later where you're like, maybe I shouldn't have given exactly that much of myself to this person who's ostensibly a stranger. And I've been there many times, but I just, um, I don't know. I just trust people. I have like this, this inherent trust that I shouldn't have because I've no. been wrong before. You should be. You but should have it. <laughs> I just trust people to accept what I'm giving them because usually when I'm being really vulnerable with someone, you get that reciprocation. And now it's almost like an exchange and a trust that you're giving to each other. And it only makes me feel closer to people. So if the worst thing I ever did was overshare and somebody used a piece of information like against me in a way, like that doesn't make me look like a bad person. I don't think it makes them look like a bad person. So I'm not yes. that worried about it. Like yes. at the end of the day, 
that person, whatever they would do with whatever piece of information would technically be oversharing, like, it's kind of on them more than it's on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I'm very upfront. No, I... Too much about me. I really love that, and I think it's so important for people to know that information because, I mean, even myself, I, as a coping mechanism, tend to be, to keep all my stuff inside and be like, smiling, everything's great, yay, life is wonderful, everything's perfect, and on the inside, I could be going through, like, you know, a really tough time personally, or I could literally be happy all day with clients and stuff and go home and literally cry, <laughs> you know, where, and... The funny thing is, like what you're mentioning, when I kind of portrayed this only the version, which is like, everything's fine, I'm great, everything's great, then because at that time, it was less of a version, more of a portrayal, um, and I wasn't really feeling that way, I found that I attracted more of a kind of fake, fake friends kind Mm -hmm. of thing, because A, we're only connecting on, sorry, my cat's coming to visit. Hi, (laughs) Percy. Hi. Hello. Oh Say hi. God. We're recording a podcast and this She's is when you always so want to cuddle. Cute. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Porsche. Have a treat. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, no, because you're only ever talking about surface things because you don't want to share anything vulnerable about yourself. So the yeah. only thing you're connecting on with that other person are surface things. And when all you have in common is brunching and champagne, like... It fizzles out pretty quickly. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for a brunch and popping a bottle. But I also sometimes need to cry on your shoulder. I want to hear what's going on in your life. I want to know, like, you know, the good and the bad and have that kind of well, well-balanced, well-roundedness. Um, and I found in the more recent years where I'm really working on being more vulnerable, I've attracted this amazing girl tribe of friends who I can be way more honest with. Um, and even the new people I meet, like, as I'm being more and more open and more and more vulnerable, I'm, I feel like I'm making closer connections because we're connecting on that deeper level. And you're one of those people because we only met a couple Aww. months ago, but you know so much and we're so, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say we're, like, uber, uber close, but, like, we're pretty close. <laughs> like, we know quite a bit about each other. <laughs> and that's the and we can like, bond on a us, deeper level. Yeah, that's what makes us feel close. Like, we haven't known each other for a very long period of time. But the things we know about each other make us feel closer than maybe some people you've known for a long time who you have a more surface level relationship with. And that's what I value in my friendships is I want to love you. And the only way I can come to love someone and they can come to love me is if we know things about each other. Exactly. And we feel comfortable and we feel safe. Like that's the only way that we can do that. And it's and it's not to say like I've had very close friends who've like been in the butt at some point in time or that I've lost or that you know, I trusted, and uh, my judgment was wrong. Yeah. And one, something I'm trying to work on is grudges, <laughs> because I am so vulnerable, and I give so much. When I feel like I've been betrayed, in whatever sense that is, I tend to try to cut those people out of my life, because I'm so upset that it's something that I would have never done. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's healthy either for me to decide, because I don't think it's healthy for anything to be all or nothing. So they're my best friend, or they're completely gone from my life because they did me wrong I think there has to be a space that I'm working on this is something that I'm being vulnerable about yeah I have to learn how to forgive and I have to learn how to move on and I have to learn how to not hold grudges against people who have made mistakes because mistakes are also vulnerable and people make mistakes all the time yeah and mostly it's not malicious because again I'm the star of my own story so I'm like how dare you 
Yeah. But I'm not the star of their story, so they didn't do it on purpose, probably. They didn't do it to hurt me, probably. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to be vulnerable and accept the consequences of being vulnerable and accept other people's vulnerability when they've done wrong and to stop sort of, like, slamming the walls around them logically and being like, here are all the ways that everything you did was wrong and giving them sort of no way out because that makes people defensive and now I'm not friends with those people anymore. And it's like, I can be right, but to what end? Yeah. 100%. 100%. And, you know, I always like to say, too, like, anyone who's done you wrong is just trying to figure their life out, right? Like, if you look back and think of any ex-boyfriend, any ex-friend, any, you know, colleague or any interaction where someone snapped at you or was rude to you or put you down or insulted you or didn't support your goal or vision or dream or broke up with you or whatever, (laughs) like literally, they're just trying to figure themselves out. They, they yeah. had a rough day or they have a rough period or it's hard to hear, you know, it might be hard for them to hear you talking about bettering yourself and so they're just, because they're not bettering themselves and the more you talk about it, the more it's insecure they feel at where they're still at or whatever the scenario is, right? Like, any... <laughs> Courtney just called me out by pretending she wasn't calling me out. She was like, no. oh, sometimes your friends don't support your dreams. I support everyone's <laughs> dreams. I just get stressed out when everybody is eating really, like, healthy and like working out like a lot and I'm like lying down a lot and I get stressed out that they're all going to get so much hotter than me and I'm going to like turn into like a sad puddle on the floor so that's like one of my insecurities is like I used to have a pretty bad eating disorder and I recovered from my eating disorder took me a long time but the layover of having an eating disorder is it's kind of always behind you you can like it's always there like a cloud so I try to eat healthy but normal I try to work out a normal amount but when I see other people who are doing like a better job than me I get like sad thoughts from the cloud that come back about how I'm not good enough and that's something I've always been vulnerable about I don't think there's anybody that doesn't know (laughs) that I used to have an eating disorder because I'm like hi nice to meet you I'm Carrie I used to not eat it was very hard that is like how I introduce myself in all situations so I'm not really embarrassed about that but I'm more embarrassed that it's still it still looms over me in ways like that. Like I'll have a friend who starts working out every day and that causes me anxiety, even though it's got nothing to do with me. She's living her her own life. She's probably doing it the healthy way. I get scared anyway because of my experiences. And so when Courtney says (laughs) that your friends are not supporting your live a better life, healthy lifestyle, she's calling me out. (laughs) No, I'm not. It's not about you, Carrie. It's not about you. You're not the star of my life, okay? Uh, I want, like, I can't wait to show you guys what Carrie looks like because she's literally, like, I can't believe she hasn't gotten scouted to be, like, America's Next Top Model because she's goals and weighs, like, a trillion pounds less than I do. So, (laughs) I have to work out and eat vegetables to get to even half the way down to how amazing Carrie is looking effortlessly by as she says <laughs> laying down all day if I could look like you laying down all day I would lay down all day too I'm just saying <laughs> but that's like a different thing about body types that we've talked yeah. about before and grass being always greener right mm-hmm. I see I'm a, a much taller than Courtney I'm 5'9 and I guess my frame is built smaller than Courtney's frame is but when Courtney walks into a room with her amazing waist that is the size of a toothpick and her giant butt. I'm like, wow, cool. I don't have a butt. I've never had a butt. I have a sad, flat butt. 
and it's very sad for me. So, like, we just compare ourselves to each yeah. other. Yeah, 100%. And I'm over here like, wow, no butt? I would love to have no butt. You know how much, like, <laughs> lower what? back pain it is lugging this thing around? I hate it. Get rid of it. <laughs> Cut it off. Take it away. I do not want a butt. Everyone's here doing these booty bands, like, trying to yeah. get their butt bigger. I'm like, guys, just take mine. I don't want it. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, it's so true, though. We were talking about body types and... You know, like you said, the grass is always greener. Like, you, we are de- definitely super different body types. Like, Carrie is tall, slim, sleek. Like, just, de- like, she says she has back fat, which is why we can't be friends anymore. This episode is, like, the end of our I friendship. Do. She has nothing. She has nothing. Absolutely. She's flat you everywhere. Just it. sleek, slim, toned, defined, like, thigh gap, all the things. She's all the things. Me, on the other hand, I'm short, I'm curvy, like... <laughs> There's curves everywhere. Some curves, I'm like, hey, okay, cool. Other curves, I'm like, eh, can you not? (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, like you said, the grass is always greener. Like, my my thinner friends are like, Courtney, I wish I had your curves. I wish I had this Uh and that and that. And you're so femininely, you know, femininely shaped. And I'm like, yeah, femininely shaped and gigantic. Like, you know, so, like, again, and, and then I think that, you know, Grass is always greener. You, you. Grass is always greener. And also, yeah. like, with beauty standards in general, it's like, mm-hmm. who's better compared to what? Like, what is, like, who's deciding what the ideals are and why? It's a moving target. Like, what we value, mm-hmm. what we think is attractive, <laughs> all the rest of it. Like, it just shifts with yeah. society and it's not fair. Like, it doesn't really encompass all of what women look like, which can be so different. Yeah. So we spend all our time comparing each other. Yeah. And that's, like, my, that's one of my biggest hurdles. Like, I have such a hard time comparing myself to people on the internet, people on Instagram, even my friends, like, once I come to love my friends, which happens very fast, because I overshare, and then they overshare, and then we're bonded for life, (laughs) and when that happens, I I put them all up on a pedestal, I totally do, I love all my friends so much, and I think that they are the most beautiful, the most stunning, the most unbelievable looking women, like, I can't believe it, and I treasure them so much, and then I spend a lot of time thinking about how I look different than they do, and different doesn't mean worse, but for me, sometimes, I struggle to remember that, because it's hard to have friends that look like Kim Kardashian (laughs) when you don't, so. (laughs) She's looking at me as if I have any resemblance to Kim. I do not whatsoever, but thank you. I'll take it anyways, because she's she's amazing, so I'll take it anyways. (laughs) No, but this, like, this has been such a good chat because it just, it gets, you know, it talks about the elephants in the room. We're talking about things that people don't usually talk about, and instead they talk about the easy part. Like, even myself, when I talk about Instagram, I talk about having balance and don't be on it too much and make sure when you're on you feel good about it. But in actuality, like, talking about comparison is super real. How can you not compare yourself to every image you see? It's a normal human behavior. You look at a Christmas tree, and it's like, is my Christmas tree as pretty as that Christmas tree? You look at a rug, and you're like, how come I can't get my rug that way? You look at a puppy and be like, where does she get her puppy's haircut? I want to get my puppy's haircut like that. Like, you know, it's, it's naturally like that because of the nature of what, you know, what online is like. And I, I personally am constantly having to remind myself that we have 1,000% control. Instagram shows us what we digest so i've had periods of time where all i'm watching and all i'm kind of engaging with are super thin models on yachts with like leonardo dicaprio and so that's what instagram is going to show me more of which makes me feel like crap (laughs) and then i have periods of time where i'm like looking up like you know meal plans and like workouts and you know inspo and motivational quotes and then i'm and then Instagram will show me more of that. And I'm like, okay, this makes me feel good. These are real humans who are being real. 
and you know they're not like they're they're more relatable to me and I find that's Mm -hmm. why like more and more I'm realizing I want to be more relatable I need to be more relatable want to be more vulnerable and Mm -hmm. and I have to remember that I want to give it and receive it like I want to be more relatable to the people I connect with in real life and online and I want to constantly remind myself Courtney choose more relatable topics and people to connect with because yeah it's human nature to compare so if you compare yourself to some other normal humans you're like yeah cool Carrie's killing it over there as a writer I'm killing it over here as a coach we're both killing it we're both real humans like we're you know it just makes you feel good as opposed to sorry I heard a noise I always hear noises when my fiance is away because I just I'm scared like he's away for work right now and I'm like (laughs) someone's gonna come in and steal all of our stuff and kidnap me and he's not gonna know where I went and he's not gonna be able to come rescue me (laughs) so Mm -hmm. sorry about that um, just be very vulnerable with your kidnapper, and I'm sure that's <laughs> Should I come over? Overshare. Overshare. Over and he'll open the van door, and he will roll you out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know what? This I can't hear anymore. too dramatic for me. Um, I'm just going to leave you here and take the TV. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's uh, – it's, it, honestly, being more relatable and, and vulnerable is a good reminder in both directions that you're presenting a more relatable and vulnerable human being and that you're digesting more relatable and vulnerable human being content because as much as a pretty image is what catches our eye, and that's fine to have that those pretty like blogger images, which I do love, um, it is super important to make sure that as you're scrolling through Instagram that you're looking at things that make you feel good and inspired and excited and happy and mm-hmm. help you develop as a person or laugh or learn something and, and is benefiting you in some way rather than you know an image that you're going to look at and be like, wow, I'll never have eyelashes that long (laughs) I think a a good way to keep in mind that Instagram is sort of like a curated gallery of everyone's best moments and what what you would want to show like that's what we're all doing that's what everybody's doing that's what the fitness models are doing that's what the bloggers are doing is they're showing you like the most beautiful part of what they do and not the most not beautiful part and to have someone like you who is interested in blogging and interested in being this type of Instagram presence to know that you are now also going to show both sides, your vulnerable side as well. Like that's what we're all missing. Like I would love to go to an Instagram model's page and look at all her beautiful bathing suits and look at her amazing body and think about maybe how I wish I looked more like that. And then to see a real post somewhere in there about the fact that like she's been struggling with acne her whole life or she used to have an eating disorder or she's got whatever her other, you know, she struggles with depression or anxiety. Like, that's what makes us feel closer to these people and also to realize that everyone is real and every real person is dealing with their own real problems. So I can compare myself to the best of Courtney. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Comparing my best to her worst would be a different story. Exactly. And our worst together would be like a disaster. So be super it's fun. Just, <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's admirable that you're being more vulnerable and more open. It is what people are craving from this beautiful world that we've created online, which I love. I love Instagram. Me too. Very much. Mm-hmm. Super entertaining. Mm-hmm. But, and I like seeing people's images, like a snapshot of time. I think that's like a lovely, interesting thing. Mm-hmm. But to understand the context around this built world, it's cool to have someone like Courtney who's going to now demonstrate the ways that she also lives a very normal life as well as a very beautiful one. Thanks, girl. Oh, my gosh. It was so amazing having you on. I already know we're going to have you on again because this is like 
I don't know. It's just, it's working. It's going, it's like, yes, it's like, <laughs> you can't see my hand motions, but I'm like trying to fit them together like a puzzle, guys. Like, we are such good puzzle pieces. This is the yin to my yang, because we are so different in every single way, literally. Almost zero commonalities, other than, I don't know, we're both just good humans who have good hearts and have stories that we like to share. And that's, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But I'm just super glad to have you on. Thank you so much for Carrie. Thank you so much for Carrie. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carrie, for coming on the show. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, if you love this episode, hit subscribe for good vibes and leave a review. Call out Carrie if you love this episode. If you have someone in your life who you want to be more vulnerable with or think they should be more vulnerable or you just think they would love this, this episode – please do share it with someone or share it on social. I would love to connect with you. Um, Talk to you soon, guys. Bye.